This week's episode of Home Known, a series featuring the rock stars of Mississippi, artists, athletes, movie makers, tastemakers, movers, shakers, all around, record breakers, writers, exciters, inspiration igniters. It is a presentation of Swole Miss, which is an Usri Network gimmick. I have known our guest this go-round for a very long time, or more accurately, sort of known, definitely been aware of. We both hail from the Jacktown area. He's a guy who clearly possessed an artist's spirit from the jump, but he has attained success mostly by shining a light on the triumphs of others. Hell, he's in a way a template for what we are attempting to achieve with the Usri Network. He started small and just keeps gaining momentum year after year after year. He's got a really good name, too. Cyrus Webb. That just belongs on a book, doesn't it? In any case, it has ended up on many a book. Those include titles like Words I Choose to Live By, and more recently, Power Your Life with the Positive. He's co-authored numerous books on the lives of people whose stories simply deserve to be told and mined for motivation. He's the host of Conversations Live and he was kind enough to take a time out for a convo with yours truly. Here's your boy JLU and Cyrus Webb. So Cyrus, we were in high school together, and you were a little younger than me. However, I was a uh, poor student, and you were a good one. So we landed in some of the same classes. <laughs> uh, we never really talked much, but there was something we had in common. We were both writers, and we didn't have a problem bringing our personal work to school. I seem to recall you having notebooks that you had turned into novels, mm-hmm. like complete with stylized title and artwork on the front. <laughs> That's right. So when did when did you begin writing? You know, Jason, it has always been a part of my life. I, I think, you know, just growing up, I've always liked to be able to share my thoughts in words. Um, it was a lot easier to do it on paper for me than, than sometimes in person uh, with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it just always was one of those things that seemed right for me. Did you, uh, did you pick it up, like, even as far back as, like, elementary school age? Oh, without a doubt. My mom says she remembers when I was five or six saying that I wanted to be an artist and a writer. Uh, words have just always, books have just always been, you know, a big part of, of, of who I was. That's the way I learned the best. I learned best from the written word. And so, yeah, so I think because I enjoyed uh, being able to read and then, of course, to be able to look around and to basically to narrate what I saw around me, yeah, it just it just was just one of those things for me. I feel like you're probably in line with, like, your trajectory, your early years are, are a lot more in line with, like, my sons and myself. Like, I'm a writer and have been as, as long as I can remember and mm-hmm. didn't even really read novels 
hmm. until I was a grown person with kids. Oh, wow. However, my son at 12 has probably gone through more than me uh, in, in my life. So, I mean, were you like a how, – how early in your life did you move from like kiddie stuff into like young adult novels as, as we know them today and, right. and novels proper? You know, I think I can remember even being in in middle school, Jason, and, you know, V.C. Andrews was big, uh, well, she still is big, even though she's deceased and uh, Andrew Neiderman continues her work. But I remember finding out about those books in the library in middle school and wanting to devour everything. Um, it, it was something about those stories. It was something about being able to enter that world that was just so intriguing to me. So it made me more curious about other books uh, and it what became so odd for me growing up and it was funny hearing you talk about your son because now a lot of those authors that I've read I now interview or get to meet <laughs> and so it, it's so weird but it's like I mean their their words and the power of those words and the power of those stories um, something yeah that definitely struck me early but so I, I I was reading books I shouldn't have been reading as early as middle school but <laughs> thankfully I had a lot of uh, cousins that were older they would have books, not necessarily would be reading them, but they'd get books, you know, and so that was an opportunity for me. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I always have read um, probably more mature work uh, for my age than I, than I should have, but, but that definitely helped me in moving forward. You mentioned, you know, having these occasions where you sometimes will meet or interview uh, an early favorite of yours. Yeah. Was there a, a particular one that um, that made you – I don't know, a little antsy. All of them. You know, I tell people, Jason, I, I <laughs> I'm I'm the biggest nerd. I mean, I get I mean, to me meeting an author is like other people meeting their favorite movie star or you know, or actor or maybe mm-hmm. recording artist. I mean, to me, authors are the real rock stars. Uh because they are able to to do something that is so personal but then to share it literally with the world, you know, not knowing how people are going to respond to it. And so I will share a quick story that happened in 2015 for me. It was months after I'd lost my grandmother, and mm-hmm. I got an invitation from Jackie Collins' publicist. I had interviewed oh, Jackie yeah. on the radio show a few times. Um, 2015, I actually was invited to the launch of her new book in New York. Now, before that, I was the primary caregiver for my grandmother. I was had limited my traveling. I hadn't told publicly what I was dealing with at the time because I just was kind of a private person that way. And so at this point I was, you know, I didn't have any other responsibilities. So I said, yes, Jason, she was dead three months later. If I had not gone to that event and Mm -hmm. had a chance to meet her in person and for her to tell me I'm one of her favorite interviewers and to take pictures and, and, you know, to spend that time because we not only went to the book signing, we actually went to lunch together. So actually to be able to spend that time I thought to myself, wow, if I had not taken that opportunity, we would have never met. And so, yeah, that that was definitely, even though I've met a lot of other authors, you know, who I have a great deal of respect for, that will always be one of those moments that I don't think I will ever forget. Man, that's in, that's incredible. I feel like I would be like, you know, there was, I, I listened, sought out a podcast not long ago. I just thought, just kind of randomly, I was like, one of my favorite authors is uh, Elmore Leonard. Okay. And I was like, you know, I wonder if anybody's actually done a good, long podcast interview with Elmore Leonard. And I found one, and it was I won't say the name of it, but the, it was basically a guy like gushing for an hour 
<laughs> with with Elmore, just like it was like the Chris Farley SNL thing where it was just like, hey, you remember when you did that? Right. That was awesome. So I mean, when you when you're talking to Jackie Collins, like, do, did you did you hold it together? Manage to do a good quality interview? You know, I have this thing about me that's weird. I mean, I mean, it, it ended up being a good interview, but I I'm I'm, I'm I get you know. I kind of get into the fan zone until it starts, kind of like I think with everything else. I mean, once I have to turn it on, I'm able to kind of turn it on. But I think it also that benefits me that I have this admiration because I'm coming from a very sincere place. And mm-hmm. so it's more so than just asking a question. It really is wanting to know myself personally different things and then knowing her fans will benefit from that too. So. I did manage to hold it together. I will tell you a funny thing about not holding it together, though, that changed <laughs> the way I interview people today. Another one of my favorite authors is Stuart Woods. First interview I had with Stuart, I was a nervous wreck, and mainly because, you know, it's Stuart Woods, first of all, is a multi-New York Times bestselling author, mm-hmm. but, you know, very, very straight shooter, uh, Jason, because you go to his website, he has very direct Q&A on there like, hey, look, do not write me saying you found misspelled words, I'm human, things happen. I don't want to hear it, you know, or, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's just really this guy. So I was doing the show live, and that's the other thing that made this crazy. I was doing it literally live in front of an audience. And and so I said, I was so nervous, and a thing I had now never asked anyone is a question I started off after I introduced him. I said, Stuart, why don't you tell tell our audience about yourself? And he looks at me and he says, tell you about myself? He says, no, you ask me a question, and I'll answer the question. And he didn't mean it to be ugly, but it just was like, okay, Cyrus, you need to, I mean, you get over this and just go into the thing. And so, you know, because I didn't want to just start off with these questions. You know, I thought, you know, maybe he wants to do a setup, but no, he was not having that. He was not having the setup. Uh, so, yeah, so that, so that now I never ask the question, tell me about yourself or tell us about yourself. I don't do that anymore. Wow, that's intense, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, well, you've been. I would say extremely prolific in your writing. You're a poet. You've you've authored self-help books, co-authored kids' books, um, and books on inspiring and true stories of others. Mm-hmm. There's your conversations brand. How did that sort of become your niche or niche? I'm still trying to figure out how to say that word correctly. <laughs> and and did you just phase out uh, fiction? You know, that's a great question. Actually, no. I I actually enjoy reading fiction more so than nonfiction, ironically, Mm -hmm. uh, because I think fiction has a unique way, and I think maybe you'll agree with me on this, Jason, of getting us to safely address things we don't feel as comfortable doing when something is listed as nonfiction. Absolutely. And and so that's why I have an affinity for fiction, and I get, I think, more so even out of my conversations with authors with that because – it's not like we're talking about an actual person, right? We feel free to talk about situations because everyone's off the hook because this yep. is not real, so to speak. Um, so, um, I, but the writing of fiction, it is interesting because that is what I began doing growing up. And I did realize that the reason I got into that is because of ironically what I do now. I you know, went through depression. A lot of people didn't know this when I was very insecure in school. I did not feel very comfortable in my own skin, mainly because I did not see myself as anyone special. I thought mm-hmm. I was this person that was easy to forget, um, that I was almost invisible in some ways because I wasn't 
you know, I, I, you know, I didn't think I had the looks. I didn't have the height. I did, you know, I didn't play sports. I can't dance. Still can't dance. I can't sing. <laughs> uh, couldn't sing then. Definitely can't sing now. So I felt like I wasn't what, what other people thought made you good. And I think because the things that I did like to do, writing and reading, are the things, as you know, who made us seem more awkward yep. than yeah. than anything else. So fiction was a way for me to become something else, right? Mm-hmm. But now as I grow older, and especially after going through you know, some, some healing in my own life, I realize that I enjoy hearing other people's story like mine, which is kind of how the Conversations brand did come about because in 2003 I realized that, okay, yeah, I have my own story, but other people's story are out there, and I want to be able to share that. Now I had no idea now 15 going into 60 years later that it would become what it has, but that is where it started. I mean it started from the idea of – wanting everyone to know that their story mattered and that yeah. their voice deserved to be heard. That makes a lot of sense, man. And that, and that is interesting, you know, after all these years, it's like someone who sort of knew you back then. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's always like enlightening to hear someone's personal story, like their version of themselves versus what your perception was. Like if you had asked me back then, like what, my opinion of you was, I would have said like, oh, that guy like does not care. Like that guy's completely confident. Like he knows, he knows what his thing is and he really doesn't care about acceptance from anybody else or anything that's going on around him. Hey, I'm interrupting for just a sec. The Cyrus interview will continue in just a moment. First, I want to let you know that this Swole Miss feed is just a part of the Usury Network of podcasts. If you like this show, by all means, please subscribe and leave us a positive rating and review. But if you'd like to access more Swole Miss content, as well as true crime shows, comedy, and serious news opinion, all Mississippi-focused, visit usrenetwork.com. You can find the link in show notes that will take you to all the other podcast feeds, all our social media, and how to become a premium subscriber. Right now, we are well into our flagship program, 13-2, investigating the disappearance of 13-year-old Lee Ochi from Tupelo in 1992. But there's a whole lot more going down and a whole lot more in the oven. Hope to see you soon. Now, let's get back to Cyrus Webb. I mean, after graduating from high school, I went to New York for a little while, um, ended up having probably one of the worst and best experiences of my life there. Um, One, I ended up getting hurt, uh, which caused me to end up having to have surgery on my hands um, for carpal tunnel and tendonitis stuff. And Mm -hmm. it also, at that same time in that same city, um, that took me 20 years to go back to, I was my last suicide attempt. So I was 19 years old at that point. And then, but I say it was also the best thing because I realized that exactly what I was saying earlier about how I saw myself is that that was not how I felt like God saw me. I realized at that point I had a purpose, and it was up to me to to discover what that purpose was and is. Mm -hmm. And so it led me back to Mississippi, um, being able to, for one thing, try to, to get into some type of normalcy. Um, which meant getting a job, 
uh, being able to, you know, be with my family because I didn't have any family up north. So reconnecting there. And then I think, you know, when I mentioned 2003, Jason, that was at that time I started actually sharing my story of because people didn't know at the time I worked in hotel management, people didn't know I had gone through the whole thing with depression and suicide attempts. And, and the sure. conversation came up. I ended up speaking at an event. And the short version is in 2003 at this event was Charles Evers, the brother of Medgar Evers. Mm-hmm. And he came up to me. He has a radio station in Jackson. And he came up to me and he said, have you ever thought about doing radio? I think you have a very nice voice. You know, you're very articulate. And, you know, the things you hear. And I was like, no, never thought about it. He says, well, and we joke about this even today. He says, I think you'll be good at it. You know, he, <laughs> said, <laughs> he, said, he said, I'd like to give you an opportunity. And that opportunity is what led me to where I am today. Man, that's wonderful. Well, that actually, uh, to have that, you know, somebody give you a hand up like that. Right. I mean, what's what's that guy like? What's what's your relationship with him like? You know, I wouldn't, and this is may sound ugly, but it's I mean, it's not meant to be. I don't have a relationship per se with him. I mean, it's really more so just the fact that, of course, him being the owner of the station and who his brother is and the history that he's been a part of himself. Uh, he is a very different type of personality than I am. Uh, his broadcast is a lot different than my broadcast than what I do with conversations. Uh, he is his broadcast is all about opinion, uh, all about um, what is wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a different take on the world than I take personally. Uh, I don't. I have made a point in the now 16 years I've done this show. I never give my opinion about anything. I mean, you mm-hmm. you never know what I actually think about anything on the air. Because I don't think, to me, it's important. I think everyone, as I said earlier, their voice matters. And my thing is to let other people's voice be heard and then let the audience take it from there. So I I did know from the very beginning that was the one thing he and I had to work out was, okay, because what he had in mind for me initially was to do a talk segment where I had callers. And I realized from the very first episode that was not going to be my thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not that guy who I don't have the – I don't feel like I personally can carry a show that way. That's not my Mm -hmm. gift. For some people it is, and that's great. Um, my thing is more so being able to give other people a platform. So I use my platform to help raise other people or to shine a light on other people. So that's kind of been my thing. Like we talked about some of these, dealing with some of these larger-than-life figures. Yeah. And I know there are too many to name, but who are a few of the people you've met through your work who are not these huge names but who really – made an impact on your life and who are particularly memorable? You know, one I actually met in Mississippi, Jason. Her name is Glenda Hunter. Uh, Glenda Mm -hmm. lives in Clinton, and she is an amazing individual. I mean, she is a rock star in so many ways. She has gone through some horrific things in her life, um, being abused by her father, um, developed multiple personalities uh, to deal with the abuse, uh, was able to find the, the courage to write a book about her experience called Unspeakable Secret. And I I had the privilege of being her very first interviewer, her very first interview. And uh-huh. we've now formed a friendship. She and I met because of someone you know, Jennifer Barnhill. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Jennifer introduced us. So um, that's how I initially met Glenda. And so it, it's she is one of those people that every time I think about her, I smile because – she is impacting so many people right now, Jason, because she has not only written her book, but now she's she's speaking. She's going to colleges and speaking. 
Um, she's working on another project this year. We announced I'm um, producing a documentary about her story. And so really excited about her because, I mean, she is able to show that no matter what situation you come from, that you can be a survivor, that you can thrive, and that you can make a difference. And all the things that she thought she couldn't do is now something that she's able to do. So, I mean, she's one of those people that I believe people will know. I mean, she's not – and you're right. I mean, I think part, some of my favorite interviews for myself personally are those with individuals who are just like us, right? I mean, they just mm-hmm. happen to have you know, an amazing story that, that deserves to be shared like everybody else's. Tell me about this area of focus you have or this initiative you have now on um, turning books into films. Well, that kind of came about because one of the things I've now been privileged to do is with as the radio show has expanded and I now have the web series also Cyrus Webb Presents, mm-hmm. I now am now meeting a lot of writers, producers, television individuals, filmmakers for you know who are working on either movies or, or TV shows. And as I'm traveling the country now, a lot of times they'll come to me and they'll say, hey, you know, we're always looking for you know this type of story. If you know someone, if you come across somebody. Um, who does this or who's written about that or has a you know a screenplay on this. So I said, you know what, why not create my own personal database where I'm able to work that I have personally read, uh, individuals that I personally have met, that I can then be able to say, you know what, you were talking about you're looking for this. I read this book. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I met this author, and and this is their work, and making the connection basically with them. I think that's the thing. You know, the interesting thing I think about the internet too is that it allows us, if we use it correctly, to make these amazing connections. And that's mm-hmm. what I've now used my platform to do to make these connections with people. I'm getting ready to go in just a couple of days. I'm back to Los Angeles, and I'm going to be sitting down with more filmmakers and producers as I'm covering some other events there. And being able to share with them books that they say, hey, you know, I'd like you know to get this. I'm actually delivering the books with them, that kind of thing. So that I think that's a great opportunity for me to pay it for it, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm able to again use my platform, use my connections, um, to help people get to people maybe they may not be able to do otherwise. That's a cool idea, man. And you're and you're bound to make some some good connections between people like that do you uh do you like los angeles i lived there for all of one year how you feel about it you know i i've been traveling there jason now for the past uh four years i, I go uh, now the past couple of years i go a whole lot more because things are ramping up for me on the west coast you know i i, I love the energy of the city i don't think i'd live there but I, I do love the fact when I'm in town, I, I stay in the same area on Ventura Boulevard. I work in, I have an office, a Regis office there that I, I use. I love Regis there in North Hollywood and in, in the Lancashire uh, Plaza there, that area. Um, you know, I love my five guys, so that's right across the street from my hotel. So <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm in town, I look forward to treating myself to that. But yeah, I love the energy of it. You know, I've met some amazing people. I've now done. Since I've been traveling to Los Angeles, I've probably done 300 interviews there, in-person interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm there this week, I'll be doing about 30 uh, in three days. Um, I, I like the fact that when it comes to actors, recording artists, and filmmakers, there's no, you know, there's no limit to who you can reach. Oh no. Uh, no. So, so, so yeah. So I mean, it for that purpose, it, it, it I love it. Um, 
I'm I'm definitely a country boy, even though my family has a hard time believing that that's the case. I, <laughs> I, I love I love the solitude of the country, so I don't think I'll be moving anytime soon. But yeah, as far as working, I, I I love it. Yeah, I there are things about it I really miss, and the, the, that's a good way to describe it. Like the energy of it is mm-hmm. part of that. But I definitely it's like I'm glad I did that. It would be cool to go and visit again. Right, but. I'm not moving my kids to Los Angeles. Like that's not. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Speaking of geography, do you think being a Mississippian has made your your work more challenging, or has it been ultimately a blessing? I like that question, and I tell you, it's so funny because from the outside, and and I, because I hear this, and I'm sure you've heard this as well, from the outside, people feel sorry for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the funniest thing to me because I'm from Mississippi, which I'm not even going to get into that conversation, but you know, <laughs> that, you know, we're geographically like, you know, what you're doing, you know, you need to be X, Y, or Z. But, but the thing that I have come to realize, and this is where the confidence in me has grown for sure uh, over the years is that I tell people, okay, but you do realize being from Mississippi is how I got to where I am. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like I had to move somewhere else to achieve what I have achieved now. So I, I think, you know, th- that is the the thing. I believe, my personal belief, and I don't know if you would agree with this, but I think you would, it's not about geography anymore in the world that we live in today, about the passion and your determination. And so for myself, I think it actually has helped me for two reasons. One, because there's not a lot of people here doing what I do. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so it, makes true. It, it makes me stand out. And two, I think it it shows other people, wow, if Cyrus can do that from Mississippi, there is no reason why I can't do this from X, Y, or Z. Yep, I agree. So you're doing this, you've got your radio show, you're writing, you're interviewing, you're helping to guide the careers of others. What is next on your agenda? What are your plans moving forward? I think the next is something that I have been fighting, actually. And and I'm, you know, look, I'm I'm a really simple guy. I really am. At my core, I'm a very simple guy. I have fought the idea of doing television. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am now, as of last year, have been kind of been been pulled, kicking and screaming, I should say, um, in that direction, um, You know, which is why I've been doing the web series. I don't necessarily like being on camera, which is a funny thing to say, but I don't. That's not that's not where I feel the most comfortable. I'm, I'm, I tell people I feel like I have a face and personality for radio. I think that's my thing. <laughs> um, but I, I do understand that with my audience, the way it's growing, my audience is more visual now. And so yeah. I, I am now doing more Facebook Lives, Instagram Lives. And, of course, the, the web series is doing really well. And so I definitely think that's going to be what you see more of me, more visual um, things, whether it is me actually going back and doing television, uh, but definitely doing more online uh, with my my web series or my YouTube channel and also social media. Social media has really done a lot to propel me now. And so yeah. I think doing more on that, doubling down on that uh, is something – Definitely this year you're going to see a lot of. I'm making my first international trip this year to Dubai to be a, a keynote speaker. And oh, so, wow. yeah, so October is going to be – this whole year is going to be insane because I have right now 30 trips planned already uh, for this year. But I, I think definitely as I'm going throughout the summer, I have more acting that's coming up. Um, so you'll be seeing me more appearing in 
in movies and even uh, a couple of features. I have one, uh, I don't know right now if it's a speaking role on a TV show that I'll be filming this summer. So I definitely, the visual aspect, you'll be seeing more mm-hmm. whether you want to or not. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, and whether I want to or not, I think that's what you'll be seeing more of. I can relate to parts of that answer more than you know. <laughs> um, I have, okay, one last question, and this yeah. one's for me. Okay. Do you still have any of those old notebooks? I do. I because I keep everything. I still have the same notebooks, and I have even have my diaries and journals from growing up. Oh man! And so I and it's so anytime and I don't have those days honestly, and I'm not trying to sound all great, but I don't have a lot of down days these days. I don't have days that I doubt myself like mm-hmm. I used to. Um, there are days that I, I, I do ask, and I even posted this on Facebook recently, how did I get here? I do have that question sometimes. When something happens to me, um, I think – I'm meeting Eli Roth this week, right? And so oh, I got an invitation from his publicist to attend an event and to do a Q&A with him. And I said to myself, how in the world did this <laughs> boy from this – how did this even happen? I do have those moments. Um, but, yeah, I mean, looking back at just knowing those notebooks are there, even things I wrote some five, six years ago that I haven't even put out, you know, I think, wow, you know, that just shows that, hey, it's all about timing. Who knows what will happen or may not happen, but at least I have it. So, yeah, I mean, th- that's definitely something I think I will definitely keep. That and my He-Man and my Kessel. Because <laughs> <laughs> I still have those too. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm envious on uh, on both counts because one, <laughs> I wish I had all my my old writing that at some point I decided was too embarrassing and threw away. And you two, threw away? and two, uh, I let somebody talk me into selling all my old WWF wrestling figures, which would oh, probably wow. be worth a good bit of money now. Oh yeah. Uh, or if I didn't sell them, it'd be fun to have. But right. anywho, yep, you're a wiser man than myself. <laughs> well, um. Man, congrats on on all your success. Congratulations uh, to you too, man. I'm so glad that we, you know, social media has brought us back together, right? I mean, so, I mean, that is kind of, I mean, I tell people when used responsibly and respectfully, the internet can be an amazing thing. I mean, we make it bad. Uh, We make it whatever we want it to be. And I really Mm -hmm. think, you know, I have made a very conscious choice um, to use it for good. And that's what I try to encourage everyone else to do. Yeah, I wish we could get more people on the same page with that idea. Right, that's, right. Uh, that's that's great, Cyrus. You're you're a testament to uh, perseverance and an inspiring story, and I, I appreciate you taking the time very much. And hope we can talk again soon. I look forward to that. Thank you, and continued success to you, Jason. Hey, I'm going to put links in show notes for anyone who'd like to quickly connect to all things Cyrus. Best starting point is you guessed it, CyrusWeb.com. What a great guest. If you guys want to find me, I'm on Instagram at JL Usri or hit up the Usri Network page on Facebook. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Home Known. I've got a really cool guest booked for our next outing. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please do. If you really want to do me a solid, leave that positive rating and review that. 